8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Right, that was interesting, wasn't it? Thought-provoking, as, as expected from our big hitter for the night. Um, and, and I'm going to encourage you once again to just, you know, that's the tip of the iceberg in terms of Janine Hill's contribution to South Africa. Check out more. Fuma Reputation is the company she heads up, but she's also a board member of Brand SA, and as she mentioned, board member of, in the past, of um, organizations like, or clubs like Kaiser Chiefs, and a whole lot more. She's done many, many things, and she's certainly got a heart in South Africa, which is really the key takeout from all of this. So we'll have a podcast of this up tomorrow morning uh, around 9 a.m. An update, I'll just get Phineas to confirm the update on that uh, Orlando Pirates Bloom Celtic game. It's one all with about 10 minutes to go in that key match now as, you, as we get very much to the business end of who's going to win the league title in the PSL. Okay, let's get into other issues now in terms of our big picture. So we've had the big hitter. What about the big picture around affirmative action and what that means? And there's been a sense from many people in the past to say the one scenario has been that it needs to stay because not enough has been done to redress the imbalances of the past. There's been another that suggests that it must go because it discriminates against other South Africans. But there's an interesting take, a third take here from the minority front, uh, who are suggesting, and of course at a political party, that affirmative action should be scrapped for Africans. Now, I'm trying to understand what that really means. So we'll, we'll get to the nuts and bolts of that. You can engage me absolutely. 0891-104207. You can WhatsApp voice note us. 0614-104107. SMS is 40938. And to tweet me, first of all, do use the hashtag SAFM Viewpoint, and then put your message down, and then you can tag me, Ashraf Ganta, and tag SAFM Radio as well. Okay, so first up, we chat to the leader of the minority front, and that's uh, Shamim Thakur Rajbansi. Well, good chatting to you, Shamim. Thanks for your time. Yes, good evening, and good evening to your listeners, Ashraf. Thank you. Now, I understand you had your election manifesto a few days ago, and, and obviously that's important ahead of the May 8th election, uh, a particular aspect of that has got to do around the issue of affirmative action and, and your political party's take on that. So so what is your take around affirmative action? Well, you know, our take uh, as far back as 2014 was that we wanted it scrapped and uh, that didn't happen. Now, come 2019, I have two options for the government. And, of course, the one is to scrap it because it clearly is not working and it's counterproductive. But the other is that if you really want and love affirmative action, then have it, keep it, but keep it only for the minority groups then. Okay, so, so you're, what's your first option? What, what's the one you really want? Well, when I look at it in hindsight, it would be good to scrap it completely and rather just go straight for equal opportunities. But when you look at the situation on the ground and how skewed, uh, you know, uh, representation is, whether it is in in, in government departments, private sector, uh, university, wherever you look at this numbers game, 
And then you look at the skills problems in our country. You look at, uh, you know, our economic uh, situation currently and that uh, it is not a good uh, outlook. You, you take all that into account. Then I say, okay, keep it because we, we're never going to get to the stage of maybe equal opportunities in the next five years. So rather, let's start getting the numbers right again. And let's go then to uh, keeping it, but keep it now for the right reasons, like it's done in other democracies, keep it for the minority groupings, so that you still get the best skills coming on board and you get, you, you know, a public consulted uh, quota that will be getting into the universities, etc. Because all these things are very important. And, and I'm, I'm simply looking at it, as what would be the best way forward. Mm. Because uh, currently, maybe just cracking it like that will send a shock into the, the system, and we won't be able to absorb it, uh, given our current you know, fragile okay. economic I'm, I'm going to pick out on both. They're both very interesting. I'm just suggesting if your first prize is scrapping it completely, right? Um, let's just stay with, with that one for the moment. I'm just wondering, okay. why would you part? Why would you then put as part of your election manifesto, this is first prize, but that's second prize? Because nobody does that. You'd normally say your manifesto is your wish list. Why would you, your wish list is a retreat already to say, if you're going to keep it, keep it for minorities. Why would you not just stay focused on the, on the big picture, which is scrap it completely and give your reasons right. for that? Very, very good, very good. You see, I'm in politics for now more than 20 years. And I'm in Parliament, and I know how Parliament works. So, if, with the government, and with a situation like this, uh, this is a consulted... Uh, you have to consult on, on issues like this. Now, if I say... I'm in government, I'm known for giving options. And I give the options for very good reasons, because we, we have choices that we have to make. So now, if and when uh, the election is over, and depending on what the makeup of Parliament is, you you don't know what you're going to get in the new Parliament. That, that that's the situation. Now, if I say scrap it, I could cause uh, an expectation in the voter. But if I give an option, one of those options is still a good option. It is still putting the government in a catch-22, and it is still making you address that problem because that is a problem. Okay, so so having said that, option one is to scrap it because you think it doesn't work. What? Let me tell you why I am saying scrap it as mm. the first option. Historically, there's a white paper on affirmative action. In 2000, uh, that time, uh, President Jacob Zuma, when he was a deputy, he was in charge of it. He was supposed to review it. I was the first MP to bring it uh, as, as a party debate in 2009 because I was already forward warning the government that 2000, come 2000, uh, 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 so, sorry, in 1999 when I entered Parliament, I said, come 2000, we've got this big hurdle. We've got to review this paper. And then it didn't happen. So when uh, 2014 came, there was a sunset clause as well that affirmative action should be scrapped. It was a vision already uh, for, for those uh, initial drafters that by 2014, uh, we shouldn't have this. We should have worked very hard 
used the monies correctly, and we should have leveled the playing field. But when 2014 came and I said, hey, you didn't review it in 2000. Now you have to scrap it because there's a sunset clause. But the ANC then came in, and when they came in uh, to power uh, after 2014, they said, no, 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 we won't scrap it because our youth league says we haven't done enough and it has to stay. So that's where we missed two goalposts that was already given in the white paper. It was supposed to be scrapped. And therefore, I am saying now in, now, now, now in 2019, how much more further are we going to push this goalpost? So let's scrap it as first what it should have been done in 2014. Now let's uh, see. If you don't scrap it, because, you know, they're so... Uh, unfortunately, when you have a all-too-powerful government or a, a major government, the problem that's going to occur is that they're going to still uh, say, well, we've brought in a lot of youth now, they want it to stay. Okay, now, but, but let, me, let me ask you this here, and I'll get to the minority side just now. Just to remind people, we're talking to uh, Shamin Takur Rajbansi, who was the leader of the minority front, okay? So leave aside the sunset clause. Are you saying, do you not agree that the reasons the affirmative action was put in place was to effectively balance the, the, the playing fields and, and to create a type of equality between the disparate groupings in South Africa with, with the, the most pronounced being white, black and in between colored and Indian. And that was the reason for it. And, and if that reason hasn't succeeded at the moment, that's why it should continue. No, I, I, I don't think so. We've had the political will to address it correctly in that time. Because remember, we had many goals that we missed. We even missed the Millennium Development Goals because we were, we were working with all these here to reach goals like equality, and we didn't reach it. But why didn't we reach it? Now, we were not only using affirmative action, you know, just to place people into universities, the educational entry, then to place them into jobs. We were not only using it for all that. We were using affirmative action very, very uh, um, uh, erroneously because those people that were implementing it, the HR, uh, at the bottom of the rung, they were just implementing it incorrectly. What they did was they caused a lot of unintended consequences. They just bloated the civil service, made 80% of the salaries go towards uh, staff uh, compensation and, and only 20% towards service delivery. Today, when you look at it, if, if, if they didn't do this properly and cause the problem, then why must we still keep this policy? Because it, is, it will continuously okay. be... Uh, implemented All right, fair, fair enough. So, so we scrap it. So, let me say this: we scrap it, and then you replace it with what? I'm just saying. You're saying it's not working, so you replace it with what? How how do you redress? But if you scrap it, there's only one thing you can replace it with, and that is equal opportunities, and that's on merit. That's the only thing you can do, like other countries. Okay. How, how does that redress the imbalances? How does that redress the historical imbalances of our country? All right. Let me tell you about parallel policies that we have in our country. We don't only have affirmative action to redress the imbalances. We have triple BE, and that's an economic approach poor policy. Now, if you've got that going on one side, 
and, and you are economically emancipating people. You've got quotas in the university that's giving majority black students all kinds of opportunities, even, uh, you know, um, NASPERS and all kinds of grants and all kinds of things. And, 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 and you are giving, uh, keeping lower quotas for the other race groups. So then educationally, you're already spurring the other students. And remember, that not only for just undergrad, I mean, for master's, PhD, and all kinds of things. And then, you, and then you've got, so you've got education on the one hand that's helping them you, with all the quotas. You've got pro, uh, uh, poor policies uh, with the grant systems, all kinds of things to bring up other groupings that may be economically disadvantaged. You've got bursaries that go out to everybody. Uh, you've got youth funds that go out to everyone. You've got lots of pro-poor policy, indigent policies and whatever. So affirmative action is not the only policy, but because it is one policy that does redress imbalance, but now it's being used just for majority black African people, together with all the other policies, it's now becoming very difficult to, to, to manage in this scenario okay. because, you know, it's totally unfair. All right, so, so the second part you're saying... I want it scrapped, but if you're going to keep it, you must keep it, but make sure that, that Africans, black Africans don't benefit because affirmative action should only benefit minorities. Ha- help us understand which minorities are you referring to and why minorities only? Well, because when you look at countries, uh, I'll give you what is, 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 is world class and, and how we follow the world for so many things. Uh, there are so many uh, uh, pro-democratic policies everywhere. So you look at countries like India, you look at the USA, you look at Malaysia. Now, they practice positive discrimination or affirmative action, if you want to call it. But these are only reserved for minorities in those countries. They actually, in most of these countries, maybe not in the US, but Malaysia, India, they have like a ministry for minorities. They have... Um, uh, uh, you know, forums for minorities mm. that minorities can be. Well, I, I may beg to differ. You see, Malaysia had the this concept of Bumi Pantra, which was was to equalise the discrepancies, and the beneficiaries of that were the majority Malay population because they were the most discriminated against historically in what is called Malaya. Now, if you look at the South African scenario, uh, if you say it must benefit minorities, in particular white South African minorities can't benefit because they actually were the major beneficiaries of apartheid South Africa. So how, how do you, how do you no, get them to benefit? No, 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 no. Well, exactly. You see, we followed Malaysia for a lot of things. One of the things was this. Also, one of the things was triple BE. But Malaysia did it differently. They understood the phasing in of those things. Today, if you look at Malaysia, their minorities' policies, it, it benefits the Tamil minorities and all that. It's no more like the other. So same with South Africa now. We understood it. See, for 30-odd years now in democracy, we understood it. We, we, nobody questioned it. I was only, as a, as a legislator myself, I have, my job is to look at different pieces of legislation. So I have to see, are we meeting these goalposts? Is there compliance? What is, uh, has to be repealed and all that? So it's my part of my job. So affirmative action is one of those things that I, I try. Okay, and I'm still, I'm still look- concerned about how does it benefit minorities in this country only? How does it, in South Africa, how, how- it has to be 
Okay, but just just hold that thought. Hold, hold that thought because I'll pick it up in a moment. My guest is Shamin Takur Rajbansi. She's the leader of the Minority Front. In fact, you can engage her as well. So, a couple of calls. Welcome. O H nine one one zero four two zero seven. O H nine one one zero four two zero seven. SMSs. Welcome as well. Uh, and that's four zero nine three eight. You can tweet me hashtag SFM viewpoint and a, a WhatsApp voice note maximum 30 seconds 0614-104-107 let's get your viewpoint let's show you the fun the sun the highs the lows the obsession the glory the fans the players the experience unforgettable moments unforgettable game stay tuned as the Sri Lankan one day international tours take to SA soil from the 3rd of March live on SABC3 and Radio 2000 Get ready to experience heated action as we bring you a summer of cricket. SABC Sport for the love of the game. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. Right, continuing to chat to Shamin Takur Rajbansi, the leader of the Minority Front. There's a couple of SMSs in the meantime. Someone saying, in fact, uh, Bonga. Uh, Insi Bande from Durban saying, Good evening, Ashraf. Uh, Mrs. Rajbansi needs to study her position of affirmative action more closely. According to the World Wealth Research Report, Indians have benefited the most from affirmative action in BEE. Uh, the MF is purely, MF being minority front, is purely an Indian party, and her position in relation to affirmative action are idiotic. No wonder her party is losing support at such alarming rates uh, from Bonga in Sebande in Durban. Uh, we'll get to other calls in a minute. Um, uh, in fact, okay, let, let's get some other calls to Colin. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, uh, Langalake from KZN. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Are you? I'm very good indeed. Go ahead. Let's get your viewpoint. Yeah, I, I feel you've wasted a time uh, hosting uh, Rashpanti's wife on the show tonight. Because what she's talking is not true. We intended the Indians are the beneficiaries of the affirmative action, both in business and uh, in employment. Uh, I'll make one example. In the Tewin municipality, the city treasurer has been an Indian for more than 20 years. And uh, in other companies as well, you go to the banks, you see who's being employed there. In business, uh, we have uh, Indians like Vivian Reddy, who are now billionaires. You have your seeing uh, your pandas, you name them. They have benefited as Africans. Benefited All right. Let, let me just interject there and say, you know, the, the issue with, with the individuals you raise, the problem with that uh, is sometimes one or two people people speak and say they, they've done something so they represent the whole community, which could apply to Indians, could apply to black Africans, and I don't necessarily agree with that. But your, your broader point, which is, have Indians benefited from affirmative action? I can agree with you on that one. We, we've done stats on it, as they should benefit, right? As black Africans should benefit, as colored should. That was the plan anyway, right? But in, in ter- and, and the final point in terms of wasting time, the fact is we allow, we give a platform to different people, whether we agree with them or not, is secondary. What's important is we go across the board and we do give a platform across the board. So thank you. Thank you for that call there. That's uh, Langalake from KZN, but he raises an important point. Uh, I'm going to get our guest to respond to all of that in just a moment. Uh, Spark from uh, Durban, you're on the air as well. Hi. Good evening, Ashraf. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Go ahead. Um, I think maybe um, OCC from the Monetary Fund maybe does not understand what affirmative action is because I think throughout the conversation, she's not really 
um, clarifying what affirmative action is. I don't think she understands, and I think um, that's where that's where um, the misunderstanding happens. I feel that maybe we can agree that affirmative action has not worked as well as it should have, um, and I feel that maybe we should create policies in which it should um, assist better. But I feel that it's really imperative. If you look, especially at the private sector, you find that um, it's very skewed towards, still very skewed towards um, the white minority. So black people maybe have not, black and Indian and colored people have not benefited as much in terms of the private sector. They have maybe in the public sector. Um, but I feel the argument goes into um, maybe the policies need to be better so that more okay. people are assisted in terms of, in, instead of the very, very small uh, minority. Okay, I think you raise a very important point that the the broad principle of affirmative action remains because it does need to redress. If there's been mistakes in implementation, we need to revise the implementation yeah. processes and work, make it work better. Thanks for that call, Spa. Like that, Colin from Cape Town. Go ahead. Hi. Good evening, Ashley. Good evening, to your Good evening, uh, indeed. Uh, affirmative action was actually the downfall of our engineering's Transnet. I worked for Transnet 45 years in 2000. They dangled carrots in front of every single white face they could do. The best artisans, the best technicians, the best of this. Over, I would say, three, four hundred within two months took the packages. Now, if you walk into those uh, salt of the works, the engineering place, it's like a ghost town. They haven't got even people to repair the trains. They've okay, got I, I hear you. So, so what would you do around redress then? So what, what they should have done was a form of action. Bring it in slowly, gradually. As the people retire, you bring in so-and-so. But I mean, ESCOM did exactly the same. It was on your radio station. 1,500-odd 1, engineers were dangled carrots in front of them just to make affirmative action to get rid of them for transformation. What has it done to all our SOEs? Wherever you go, our SOEs, the engineers, the, your, your brains have all been gone. All been well, I don't know about out. all. Some of it around SOEs has been because of corruption, which is another whole debate completely. Thanks well, for that, Colin. Why, why isn't ESCOM repairing? The, they haven't got people to repair. They're even going to hire people to repair. Okay. All right. I hear you. Thank, Thank you for you. that, Colin. Thanks yeah, for that. You must think further, Ashraf. No, no. Don't say I must think further, Colin. You've made a yeah, point. We're no. hearing you. No, no. You can't say we must think further like you're the only authority. We all have views. No, Honestly, I'm Colin, Colin, with respect, I love engaging with you, but we can't make it like your view is the only view in the world. I'm not the only view. Exactly. I'm, Thank you. No, I don't mean it that way, Asher, but <laughs> whenever I say I worked 45 years for an SOE company, and I saw with my eyes what went on. Okay. It's like a ghost down there. It's a big truth, Asha. All right. I hear you and I say that with respect and I think we need to investigate that, that you know, has, yes, has bad policies also harmed the overall country as well. And maybe you do have a point. So let, let's let's hear that out. Thanks for that call, Colin. Thank let's you, get back Ash. to uh, our guest, uh, Shamin Takur, the leader of the Minority Front. Uh, you may want to respond to some of those callers, things that, that stick out for you there? Yeah, I do want to respond to it. You see, um, uh, if I have to sum it up, uh, some some of them picked on a, a few names in the Indian community, and I want to tell them that one you know one swallow doesn't make a summer. The Indian community is like 1.4 million. The majority of the Indian people are not rich people; they're poor people. 
those people must come into Phoenix and Chatsworth, where the majority of the Indian people live, and they must see how poor our people are. So we, I, and those are my huge constituencies that I take care of. So they, they may be judging those few people and, and judging the entire community. I fight for a broader community, and and that's what the Minority Front, you, you know, has always stood for. So the thing is that. In terms of policy, but, but I can't say you fight for a minority community, not a broader community, because your name suggests that. It's very clear you don't fight broader, you fight minority. No, no, no. If, if you study minority politics, it's very broad in itself when it extends to a variety of different groupings of people. Now, you are only looking at some of the people that are affected, say, with, with a discriminatory law uh, or policy like affirmative action. And that's mainly all the people who are with, uh, within an uh, economically active group. And they're still a minority group within a minority group. So, so, so we must get all these contexts right. But Matthew Fosa, he had said initially that he also attacked affirmative action, saying that it was a policy failure. Even Winnie Mandela, when she was uh, uh, quoted once in a, in a newspaper, in the Daily News, in fact, and she even said that this was um, not being properly implemented. There was just too much of self-interest and too much of greed, even within the ruling party. Okay. She herself said these things. All right, let's say, let's say you're right on all that, okay? And Colin's example is interesting. Let's go back to the, to the second point before I let you go, which is if it's going to stay, it must go, the minority communities only must benefit. Now, that's a, that's a critically important one. So, so who are the minority communities that you refer to and why should they only benefit when I'm suggesting that, not suggesting it's a fact in South Africa, the, the, the single minority community that benefit the most in apartheid were white South Africans. So why should they be one of them to benefit and the other two would be Indians and colored. So how do you exclude the majority who are the most oppressed of all in, in apartheid South Africa? Well, the, the, the best argument I can give you is the Freedom Charter. You know, when the Freedom Charter was drafted, it was drafted by, by committed people from all four groups. It, it doesn't matter whether maybe the fewer freedom fighters came from whites and, and then, then it was our colors and, and, the, and the Indians. But the issue was that when they drafted it, they drafted it and they said, you know, categorically, one of the things they said that must never happen, race must never be uh, uh, the, the, the focus point. Today, you look at this legislation and, and how it impacts on so many other legislation that follows, whether it's housing, whether it's access... Okay, to but I'm going to I'm gonna have to let you go. We don't have much time, Shamin. I'm asking you the question, why would you call for the minority groups, which would be, in my understanding, uh, you know, whites... Indians, coloreds, the three yes, minorities, okay, although Indians and coloreds are considered black in South yes, Africa, okay, why would you get them to benefit and not black Africans to? I, I would, because when I look at our country today, you know, we have a shrinking national economy. We have corruption that is rife, whether it's in civil society, whether it's in the state, in the private sector, wherever it is. So if we, if we include this, that means that if we include all these uh, three uh, minority groups, it would be good for our country because we wouldn't have to pay consultants such an exorbitant fee just for, uh, you know, uh, helping others who, who are not there on merit. Okay, but, but, I'm, but I'm still confused here. I'm saying to you, but you're not answering the fundamental question. Why would you give to the one minority group that benefited the most, you give them the first opportunity to benefit from, because affirmative action is a leg up. Why would you give them a leg up? 
look, look, we are working towards bigger goals. You know, there's a sustainable development goal. There's a national development plan of our country. It's a blueprint. Do you know that each one of them speaks to equality in the end? Tell me we've got 11 years to go. Are we ever, as, a South, Af- as, as South Africa, will we ever be able to stand and say to anyone that we now even missed the sustainable development goal just because, again, we went and started... Okay, but, but I'm saying to you, you still haven't answered this fundamentally, and I think our listeners want to know, no, why I, would I, you I, go for, I'm why would you actually say Africans, black raped. Africans mustn't benefit, but the other minority because, groups must benefit from affirmative well, action? they must not benefit from affirmative action anymore because they've already, uh, they, they are already everywhere... And, and, and they are represented in full numbers. So we need to correct the numbers again. And the issue is that they, they have got too many other policies that are benefiting. Okay. The D- does the economic disparities not not dis- does the economic disparities not not argue against what you're saying about about black Africans in terms of being everywhere? That means they they know in terms of economic benefits, and that's statistically a fact. It's not because they've got triple B. No, no, that's the implementation. I'm talking about the practice. Has it changed enough black Africans' lives? Has it changed enough Indian lives? Has it changed enough colored lives versus the one that benefited the most, which is the white South Africans? Has it changed all three? Well, maybe then the voters should answer that when they are electing new leaders because, you see, the leaders we had never did a good enough job in all these years because they just had too much of power and they abused too much of money, and a lot of money got stolen. So if that money was put to good use, maybe everyone, the, the, the playing fields would have been leveled by Okay, but then that's not an affirmative action problem. That's a problem of crookery, which is something completely different. Let's get one quick call. Asiva, before I let you go, uh, Shamin. Asiva, quickly uh, from Bloemfontein. Hi. Good, thanks, Ashraf. How are you? I'm very good indeed. Go ahead. Good, thanks. Uh, Ashraf, I think really the issue of affirmative action... Uh, before you can decide on the future of affirmative action, we must then say, "Has the job of re- is the job of redressing done?" You cannot speak of removing affirmative action unless we are all confident, you know, that in fact we have completed the project of redress. Everyone, because when the lead, when the leader of the minority front is saying that. No, we must have all equal opportunity, and we cannot have equal opportunity because we do not exist in equal standards. Okay, the reality of the matter is that we are not equal in South Africa. All right, thank you, thank you for that, yeah. and you've you've reflected a view of, of many other people as well. Thanks for that call. Whether it's working out well, I, I think no. I think there are a lot of problems, but the overall redress hasn't come nowhere near to being redressed. Thanks for that call. That's Asiwe. Just by the way, I, I, in fact, my daughter who picked up, thank you for your time as well, uh, Shamin Takul, the leader of the Minority Front. Appreciate your input as well and making the point earlier. We cover a cross spectrum of opinions here. We don't choose to say we'll only get someone that we like or we don't like. And we've done that across the board. My, my daughter, in fact, uh, who's studying it, has picked up a, a report on the economy and making it very clear that at this point in time, um, 70% of of, of black Africans are still considered poor. Uh, five, uh, I think it's it's twenty percent of Indians are considered poor. Uh, something like forty-seven percent or fifty-seven percent of coloreds are considered poor, and four point something of whites. Uh, and that's statistically the economic facts in terms of what's poor, what's poor, and what's not. Now, do you want to change that? That's the point. Colin uh, Mashikenia uh, is on the line, the non-executive of the Small Business Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate your time, Colin. Hi. 
Good evening, Ashraf, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you. You've obviously heard some of the discussion with Shamin Takur Rajbansi of uh, the Minority Front on Affirmative Action, suggesting aid should be scrapped, but if not scrapped, then at the very least it must be scrapped for black Africans, but minority groupings should benefit. Your, your take on that? Yeah, well... Um Quite interesting. Uh, however, I would disagree uh, with the fact that it should be uh, scrapped only to focus on minority because I think uh, what Marisha Miller did, she probably read uh, what the Chicago University's uh, format of this action in the United States is, which is, which is reserved uh, and, and merit slot. Uh, uh, for, for affirmative action, and that is particularly for minorities. But in America, minorities are black people, and in South Africa, uh, we are the majority. So, so if ever we are going to to sort of adopt the reserve and merit slot for affirmative action uh, in, in South Africa, it, it, it will, we will we will need to 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 to, to start thinking about whether. Uh, the, this majority group, the black Africans themselves, have got equal access to the system. Uh, as you can see, uh, education has only became free uh, last year, so we are, we are not yet on the right footing as far as equal opportunity is concerned. Okay, so two things. You're saying the is an argument that affirmative action should benefit minorities only. Would you say mm-hmm. that is that completely flawed according to you? Well, it's not... It, it's not going to be uh, 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 viable for for our South African context, uh, you know, because uh, on the other hand is that, remember, our affirmative action uh, legislation does not uh, uh, totally uh, uh, exclude uh, white people because it also mm. uh, includes uh, uh, white female. Yes. So, so it's not totally exclusive. You know, and the other thing, uh, the, uh, the other argument that you put is that because of of the rampant corruption, uh, we will be unable to 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 even uh, uh, try implement uh, affirmative action. Well, look, uh, the South African Human Rights Commission is is, is now talking about uh, a, a rights based radical economic uh, transformation. Uh, um, uh, uh, instruments for affirmative action. So, so, so affirmative action should be rights-based. Okay. In that, what, in what that, does that, that mean, rights-based? Yeah, in that way, you get a, a, a sort of a neutral-based, a, a race-based uh, affirmative action. It, you, you, so, so it's, it's neutral of of race, but because it it it, it only focuses on 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 rights. Okay. Uh, which is human rights, which is which is applicable universally. So, so is that okay? So, if we go back to why was affirmative action established in the first place? A quick response definition: What is affirmative action? Why was it implemented in the first place? And by and large, has affirmative action generally has it worked, or has it found itself to be flawed in its implementation? Well, uh, one thing Assembly was right about is that affirmative action is of duplicating itself when 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 you try and implement it in business economics. However, for for sort of service delivery uh, uh, um, and municipal uh, municipal systems act, affirmative action is is, is mainly for for uh, a service delivery oriented 
uh, or, or, or grants uh, um, in, 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 in what they call the municipal infrastructure uh, a grant allocation uh, and so on. So, so uh, when, it, when you go into business economy, it sort of does duplicate itself because you've got BEE. You see. However, then what happened with the the, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange started um, um, uh, storing uh, uh, companies for affirmative action. So, so, so business economy sort of uh, then 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 had an interchangeable mm. uh, instrument between BEE and affirmative action. However, uh, the point scoring system was was difficult. You 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 were double you were double uh, dipping score or double scoring when when you start reading affirmative action. But, but is it also not fair to say that that BEE is very much around the economics of or the economics of business, whereas affirmative action would be individual beneficiaries, and they're not necessarily the same person. Yeah, however, but you you see uh, you get the human resource aspect of business of business, which uh, is race based. Uh, the human resource you we 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 get our human resource from from the same uh, community that we are trying to uplift, uh, okay. or the same community that is that is mixed, right. uh, which is both black and white. So so now how how are you going to separate the two? Uh, Inextricably, it's it's. It's very difficult to to try and separate okay. the two so, because what you are trying to do is you're trying to change the composition of the human resource aspect of business. Okay, here's here's one quick voice note. Let's hear that. So, sorry, say that again. We, uh, hello. Uh, how many people do they represent uh, to bring this kind of view forward? Number one. Number two, retain affirmative action for minorities. Doesn't she realize that we will be keeping the disadvantage where they are and increasing the inequality because the minorities were privileged in the past? Thank you. Okay, well, you're stating the obvious. Got that. Let's. We got about a minute to go, Colin. Uh, so you yeah. were speaking about this revision. That means in, in a revision, a, a, a black South African, a black African who would have benefited under affirmative action is now a very wealthy black African individual needs not necessarily benefit under BE now because now they've moved into a level of economic prosperity. Is that, is that what you're saying? Would you support that? Well, look, uh, like I said, uh, uh, because it's, 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 it, you, you, you cannot uh, double count or, 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 or your, your score as far as uh, having empowered a particular uh, cohort of, of 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 race uh, within your, your 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 business, it then it, it it then led to the 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 legislation of once empowered always empowered. So it was always it was always it was always difficult to now remove uh, the black person that has been empowered and give and give okay. access. Okay. So so you support you support the change. Would you support a change? Effectively, effectively, we will have to we will have to find a way to to separate. Uh, the affirmative action uh, application and BEE within the work within the okay. workplace, uh, so that we 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 remove the double counting. Okay, got that, Colin. Le- that's where we can leave it. Colin uh, Mashinkinia, the non-executive of Small Business Chamber of Commerce and Industry, South Africa. Just two important football scores: Orlando Pirates one, Bloom Celtic one. That is a full-time score. And how's this one? Cape Town City two, Mamelodi Sundowns one. Check the league table after this. It is fascinating with seven games to go. Let's get to the drama tonight. A different sort of drama. It's called The Paper.